Do you love this shit? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? Welcome back to the Work Sesh Podcast, the podcast where we interview women who are taking up space in the industry. Cannabis equals opportunity, and our guests will cover a range of occupations from dispensary sales to hemp fashion, CBD wellness, and everything in between. Where there's money to be made and glass ceilings to break, we will be there. Okay, ladies, now let's get in rotation. I'm your host, Victoria Margarita, leaf lover and canna beauty junkie. Our guest today is Lauren, owner of Kush Cards, a stationary line of greeting cards affectionately known as the hallmark of marijuana. Kush Cards are colorful, clever, fun, and unique greeting cards for the cannabis enthusiast. In our technology-driven world, people have an even greater appreciation for thoughtful handwritten tokens of love and appreciation, making Kush Cards the perfect present. Kush cards are different from your everyday store-bought variety, especially since they always have what you need. Their slogan is, strike a match and light what you attach. There is a unique spot on each card to insert a pre-rolled item of your choosing and a complimentary reusable match striker located on the bottom. The recipient of your Kush card will never have to search for a lighter to enjoy their treat. Get your notebooks out because episode two is full of advice for making the most of trade show in-person sales how to handle an Instagram takedown, her collab with the legendary Tommy Chong, and the importance of community. That cannabis business you've been thinking about may open doors you've never known existed, but don't get it twisted. Business is brutal, and Lauren is a pro at rolling with the punches. Without further ado, let's sesh. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Work Sesh podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. And I wanted to go ahead and jump in, take it from the top. What inspired you to combine cannabis and greeting cards and create Kush cards? All right, so I'm going to take you a little trip back through memory lane. lane, Let's just say we're going to go all the way back to 2013. When I graduated college, I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, which New York is where I'm from. So I recently graduated and I was like, you know, trying to give a friend something cannabis related, just weed, like a weed gift. But there was nothing out there other than just like going to CVS or your drugstore and getting a regular greeting card and putting little dime bags of weed because that's how weed in New York is probably still sell as sold. So putting them into greeting cards and gifting them. But the, the problem was, is that like when you open the card, all the weed fell out, like You had to roll it. I didn't know how to roll at the time. So there was no instant high. And that's what, when thinking of Kush cards, I was looking for the solution for how to gift cannabis and then be able to smoke it pretty instantly. So I just had to work one day, you know, just on the subway, cracked, you know, it's cramped and tiny. And um, I just thought to myself, why not make design a card, leave a little space where I can enter someone's name. So it was basically blunts that I rolled and hand sewed in people's initials to greeting cards. And that's kind of how Kush Cards started. Um, The person's name was initials already. So it was kind of like a perfect way because obviously like a full name would be hard to do on a card. So um, just letters, initials, um, parts of objects, I would say, were blunts on greeting cards. And come 2014, like I just started to give them out to people on the low like in New York City I just start to you know hey happy birthday or congrats or something and then those people who I gifted them to were like well I kind of want to buy these for somebody else 
So I started getting orders and stuff for like selling weed on cards back then. <laughs> but um, I even made the little bag. Like I was so passionate about it after work. I'm like, wow, like this is so fun. And so I just kept creating. And then I did a whole year of that. And it still wasn't out there. I told everyone who got one, like, just keep it on the low. Like this is going to be something one day. Mom helped trademark it back when I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be, but she definitely believed in it. So uh, about, say, 420 of 2015, I actually launched my first collection. So it like when 2015 hit, I'm like, OK, well, I have to do something with this. What am I going to do with it? You know, so I made it mass producible. So a way for people to be able to put it on the shelf and understand and not with like a needle and thread, which is literally what I was doing before. So then I was able to, you know, get the collection started, the website, the Instagram and went out to Denver, which is actually where I live now. And I went to the Cannabis Cup, the High Times Cup, the, the last one that was ever in Denver and on 420. And I came back with a sale. So I got into a dispensary. I had some people kind of putting some planting some seeds for me before I got there. And then when I showed up, showed them the product and in a bunch of other places, too. It was just kind of the walking in, the cold sales. Like, I didn't even know 420 was the busiest weekend out in Denver because I'm from New York. Like, 420 to us is just doing an L ride around the block, you know what I mean? Something like that. So, but I was able to walk into a dispensaries and say, strike a match, like what you attach, what I still stay today. And Kush cards just started for them. Like, I don't know if I, if I had not come back with the sale, if how things would have turned out, but someone definitely took the opportunity to put me on the map and it's just been a uphill battle, I would say from here um, in all good ways too. And so, yeah, just about a year after I launched, I moved to Colorado and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. I've always wanted to visit Colorado, too. And yeah, Colorado is such a cannabis industry mecca right there. I know, right? Um, I said to myself, well, Colorado has been doing it right the longest. So I feel like it was it was only right to like choose Colorado, especially like since I'm like used to transportation and like really good with buses and Ubers and bikes and all that, I was like, this is an easy place to get around. Whereas someone like California, I would need a car and kind of like, I couldn't really like literally like grassroot it, like walk around, which I did. So yeah, it really worked out. I like it here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm from California. Oh, so okay. There you go. No, you need a car. <laughs> yeah. I'm still out here trucking, but yeah. And so when you got into retail, that was from a trade show? Yeah, so it took me like, I would say maybe two to two and a half years to be able to go to a trade show because, you know, I was still hand making cards. Like, you know, that's literally how they started. Just the hole punching, the string, the striker. So they were so handmade that demand was starting to really build up. And then I was fortunate enough to, you know, know how to work overseas coming from my first job and how I learned in school. So it was really easy for me to find a way to get my cards mass produced for me to be able to go to trade shows because I will be if I go to a trade show and I had to come back and hand make all those orders, it just it just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be sustainable and be able to really live. So I'm really lucky that I have the card now that comes to me all made. But I was able to go to these trade shows, especially called Champs Trade Show, which is a B2B smoke shop show. And um, it really put me on the map. Like people, smoke shop owners go there to see, to, to fill their shop, to find all things new. So they, you know, can, again, just supply papers or bongs or glass pieces or whatnot. So 
when they saw me, they were like, oh, well, this is something new, fun, like not too much of a risk, like expense, um, novelty, and something that they're like kind of looking for. They didn't even know they really needed at the time. It took me quite some time, though, to really, you know, show people like this, you know, is, again, a need, not a want anymore. Like, this is not just something cute. Like, there is opportunity for business owners to also make some money with the novelty world when everyone is just so focused, and dispensaries too, when everyone else is just focused on how to sell it and how to smoke it, right? So yeah, but trade shows really, really put me, you know, on the next level of being consistent. Because like the third year around, they're like, oh, I think it's time we put these in our shop. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, and there's a reason why other stores have things right at the cash register. Exactly. Because that is a major income stream in retail stores. Like the things that you see while you're in line or about to walk out. About to walk out. So yeah, I'm actually trying to focus on more counter displays for that reason. I just feel like it's a whole other issue. What's going on with the world today about having limited displays because of materials and supplies. But I think that cash wrap presence is like where I really want to focus come this new trade show coming up. So you are right on it. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) What trade show would that be? So I'm actually doing an adult show, a virtual show. So it's um, adult industry. So sex stores, like that's basically it. So the lingerie stores, distributors, the hustler, things like that. So in the adult world, like there is a little smoke shop section, section or CBD section, usually in these stores. And it's very small and growing. However, I saw an opportunity that I think Kush Cards would be the perfect kind of product for them to really expand or start. So it doesn't have to be the card. It could be the gift wrap, the gift bag. So it doesn't have to be essentially just, you know, more of like the cannabis focus, like the one hitter cards and things like that. So I'm excited. I've never done a virtual trade show before. So I'm actually going to set everything up. I'll have curtains, I'll have tables, and I'll have, you know, just a big presentation that I'm preparing to shoot virtually. And um, I'm also launching something called naughty cards, which is just plain cards, like no attachment, because like, I think they're just not there yet. A lot of a lot of feedback that I've gotten, which is like legality issues. So I figure if you want to test them by one hitter cards, great, but you can't say no, because I have this other option that's catered just for this market. So I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds so fun. And virtual too. That's really interesting. Interesting. Probably going to be challenging because, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm good in person, but, you know, talking with a person face to face. But I think this will be the same as long as I'm prepared, which um, I definitely will be. And I get to make press kits and send them out. So they have everything they need while they're talking to me. It's not like, well, send us some samples. You know what I mean? So it'll be like, yes or no, move on kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, now that the world's kind of opening up and in-person trade shows will be happening again, I've taken my stuff to sell at a flea market like twice, and it was grueling, the worst experience. (laughs) Well, it's just hard. It's just long days Mm -hmm. for cannabis entrepreneurs that want to do in-person trade shows or even the flea markets, local markets. Tearing up and setting down is a lot of work. How did you stay energized? And do you have any tips for just selling your brand all day long? Yes. Well, no chairs in my booth. <laughs> no chairs. We don't sit down because every minute is a opportunity to meet anyone. Like flea markets, I totally get you because 
it's a different type of selling. You know, you're selling the people who kind of want to buy something, but they're just walking around. Like, so I totally get, you know, the work that you put in, which is great. These business to business trade shows, you don't even know who these people are. These people walking past, anybody could be somebody. That's how what I always say. Whether I thought, I think they look like a business owner or not. I've just learned whether they have an exhibitor badge on or not. I literally, anybody who walks by, I've probably done this with the same person probably like five times. Oh, hey, have you heard of a Kush card? Oh, let me tell you. Strike a match, like the one hitter attached. And because Champs is my in-person show that I go to often, I just started be call- calling myself the one hitter, uh, the smoke shop greeting card. And, um, you know, certain things, certain words that I say, like, you know, that little tagline, it gets people to stop. So it gets people interested. I usually wear a card on my badge, too, so I can just hold it. So I don't have to wear anything. I don't have to. I just hold the card and then they see it. And then they usually just go right to the display and say, OK, I want so many. So of these or they come into the booth and see the presentation that we have. It took some time to get to having my own booth, I would say. With uh, just like a 10 by 10, I always shared it with a few other companies. So it was easier set up when I shared it with companies. You know, I I only had to worry about little part of space. So now with growing to your own booth comes with, you know, your own booth problems, I would say. But all good ones because it gives you more space for you to show your brand and show it the right way. I've also grown to so many products. I almost need all that space. Tips on staying energized, I would just say is like, to avoid the exhaustion and everything that could go wrong, like, you know, fully set up your booth, you know, like at home or wherever you're setting it up, you know, think about all the things that could go wrong, like all the things you have no idea. Things get lost in shipping. They don't show up. Just you forgot your business cards, copies, like just anything could happen. So I recommend just like planning a lot ahead and like figuring out like where you're shipping your products and ship them before time. And make sure that's a secure location. And so that, so that like setup day when you show up, you have everything you need. You don't have to, you know, use so much energy and frustration and worry, you know, trying to figure something out for the next day. So I say always have a plan. I think that will help you so much in the long run. And I also say some good sneakers, some cute sneakers, and just really like knowing that this will only be four days, three to four days. And you only have this amount of time to, you know, reach all the buyers that you want to reach in a show because you don't know if you're going to place an order here at the show or if you're going to, you know, you follow up with them and they place it after the show. Um, There's so much follow up and back end work that goes after the trade show, which is like so important, too. So I would just say, you know, really love if you really love your brand and you're confident about it and you are your brand, like everything will come off so easily with the right hydration, like I have little snacks, I have a protein shake that I drink. So it's easy, you know, if I want to just step away for a second, because I actually went to a show this past March, the show that I'm talking about, and it was like the best show I've ever had in over like four years in the first day. And I was like, oh, this was, this was a lot, but we made it work and, you know, you figure it out and it's great. It's kind of like, uh, you just don't know what to expect. So be ready for everything and just pre 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 plan for sure. I had walls fall down before. Oh, the worst. <laughs> oh no. I love that. I love two things stuck out to me is find other entrepreneurs to share a booth with and yes, save costs definitely. and it helps mm-hmm. out everybody. That's a great idea. 
and then yeah just following up is so important and to be the one to reach out and follow up too yeah you have to be very on it like um you know they see so many things at the show so how do you you know stand out with your business card that they take or is this some type of promotional item that they're going to remember you luckily for me People remember Krish cards because of the name and that they don't see anything like it. So it's great because they kind of know who I am right away. Uh, so I listened to another podcast that you were on, and I'm definitely going to give them a shout out and try to get her on the podcast too hey. later. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about your collaboration with Tommy Chong, your Chong cards. Yeah. How did that so happen? This trade show that I've been talking about, this trade show, me showing up. I actually had Dane Silent Bob cards the first year they saw me. And, oh, no, the first year that they met me and just discovered what a greeting the Kush card is. Not Tommy Chong, by the way, just his team. Um, and then the next year they saw that I had Jay and Silent Bob cards and they were like, oh, they license. Um, we should get into this, too. This is a fun product. I think it would, you know, work great for the Tommy Chong brand. Um, and this was um, February of 2020. So last year, like the last trade show I, I had been to before everything shut down. So we met, we talked online, and we had some Zoom video calls with the team. And it was great. Like, I was like, wow, like, how do I create a card for Tommy Chong? Literally, how do I create a card? Like, the pressure the yeah. pressure was real, let's just say. Unfortunately, I had to launch it um, during uh, COVID, during quarantine, because, you know, we were still going to launch it, but I would have normally taken something like this to a trade show to launch it to you know see what stores think and get feedback on the certain styles but we went ahead and launched it anyway which was great it was great like it's it was I, okay so let me okay so i launched them they were going great like and then the holidays were coming up and around october the team was like well we can't get tommy to a studio to take maybe like a picture of him in like a santa suit would you be able to like send a photographer and i just so happened to be in california at the same time that they were asking. So I actually went there with a photographer and had the opportunity to meet him and shoot the holiday cards. And I like, I took a lot of time to pre-plan the ornaments, everything, everything would go wrong. Cause I had no idea what it would be like shooting with him, you know, like if the hat didn't fit or something like that. So, but he was great. Like literally classic stoner that you see him on Instagram. Like all that is like, real there's no faking that so that's amazing. that was like at his house in his backyard so that was like one to cherish forever for sure but um and the team has been great they're very helpful they help post on social media um they ask for posts too so it's not like you know it's really a problem with their partners and i really feel like the team behind the tommy chong brand so really excited to be a part of that um little family i would say yeah, that's amazing. I just thought that was so cool when I was browsing your website and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's so fun. I had, I, you know, didn't think like six years into Kush cards that I'd have Tommy Chong's face on my cards either, to be honest, which is crazy. So it's almost like, again, more pressure, like, you know, what, what do you do? You know, what do you put or, you know, so I'm seeing what works and I have suggestions for new cards coming and um, just to see, you know. Just to see where it goes. They're they're really cool. Um, and we just help each other to move forward for sure. And so Yeah, I was gonna say Jay and Silent Bob, mm -hmm. Tommy Chong, mm -hmm. and then who would you aspire to next to collaborate with? Oh 
I don't even know. I do Work have some collabs in the works, let's just say. Um, so there are some coming soon that I can't say. Pretty big names. One's a rolling paper brand. So that's fun. Something different. Interesting. And then just another legend as well. But I don't know. The opportunities are endless. I don't even know how to answer that. Anyone? Yeah, you don't have to give away any secrets. I know, I know. I, I wish I could. But yeah, no, come come the holidays, we'll see a little bit more of that. So I'm very excited to see who's next. I know, right? Add them to the list. Although, let me tell you, licensing is not easy. So it takes a lot of work. A lot of work on the, like for me, like the licensee or whatever, because... Like, I have to do everything. I have to design the card. I have to manufacture the card at my own cost. They were very lucky. Like, I'm very lucky with them that they will promote it. You know, I don't have to pay them extra to post on his Instagram. Um, so I'm very lucky because it is not that way with most companies. So licensing is sometimes a great opportunity, but sometimes within your company, you kind of have to see, like, if it works because it might not work with some people's model. But it does with us. Yeah, good to keep in mind and do Things your research if it's going to be a good fit for you. Yeah, and because those cars have to be handmade too because I don't get them made in bulk. So every new kind of custom card I bring in, we're always like, okay, like where does this position within Crush Cards and how can I, you know, make it work? So my, I'll see myself doing, you know, if most, maybe two at a time. But um, as we grow, maybe that will become a little easier too. Yeah, and it definitely will. Yeah. Growth helps with that. And so six years in, you've had these big wins. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? And if so, how do you shake it off and give yourself credit for your accomplishments? Oh, all the time. All the time. Like the biggest thing for me is designing a new product or really just a new card. The pressure is real and I put it off and I like walk away. I come back and down myself. And um, just because like, you know, I'm such a seasonal company, so people almost become to expect something new around the holidays or, you know, just keeping the birthdays fresh. Like, always just kind of, like, I have a product that I need to keep it fresh, always. Um, so everything everything comes into play with that, What whether it's, again, the car that I design, how am I going to use that car to promote it on social media? Um, and I design my cards a lot around, like, just the thought of, like, you know, what would somebody love to receive, right? So I have to put myself in so many different situations um, and talk to people about who love to give cards too. So I think when I get like, you know, when I get like uh, just in a standing place where I just, you know, I'm doubting myself or I just think, wow, it's been this long. Should I be here? Because I have, I have no one to measure my competition against against yeah you know I really don't so it's like to tell my right to like how do I give my credit for my accomplishments I say to myself okay well you're really the only one doing this like you know take a step back and really enjoy the win whatever the win was like because I've worked so over the years I've just like great got into Forbes moving on great moving on and like now I'm like no I'm actually gonna like just sit and enjoy this because yes we know there are more coming but it's really important just to sit with that moment so when the imposter syndrome does come around you're like okay you did this you got this just kind of take a day always recommend taking the day or a few hours off circle back and kind of just and just and keep going because you know whatever you have done is working so far 
So you just kind of have to like have your own back, like pop that, you know, pat that back and sit up straight and just literally keep going. Like for instance, this Instagram takedown has definitely put a, you know, dampened, it almost dampened my weekend. I had a lot of things to do, get these naughty cards together, my catalog together to send out press kits. And that almost ruined it. Like something that's so, yes, very important, but also um, distracting. You know, I have to go on there and talk about it. And so many other people are getting taken down now and just, you know, and also I want to talk about it, get the conversation started so that things can change. Um, It's unfortunate that I have to be that example, but um, with everything else going on, it's just one of those like really um, defeated feelings. So yeah, it's so. kind of like um, this first happened with TikTok back in March at like 80,000 followers and half a million likes on my page. I just opened it. It's funny, the last day of the trade show, I don't know if there was a sign or something like that or I don't know. Um, but that really affected like my revenue. So it's like not even, oh, my page is taken down. But no, I like lost so many customers that... It'll be a long time before I even find them again. Um, same thing with Instagram, too. And, you know, thank God for backups. But still, like, right before Father's Day, you know, last I was going to do a last-minute sale. Like, that's not really going to reach all those people. So I, again, just had that one day of being upset. One day. Still by doing other things. And then it's like I've been in this business for too long now not to you know, to let something like that affect everything else that's going on. So you just really have to pick it up and really just keep going. You know what I mean? Like you really just have to put certain things in their place. Like I'm going to take Instagram, put it on the shelf. There's nothing I can do about it right now. You know, I can't even submit an appeal. I can't. um, But I have so many people who are supporting and resharing the video that I did do. So I think... um, all you have to do is just remember what your why is. So when that when that feeling comes around, like remember why you're doing it. And once you remember that, I think you'll I think you'll, you know, when this feeling happens, I should be used to it by now. Like I really should. There's been so many just they say as you grow, people hate and stuff. It's just at this point, like I've been doing it too long to be dealing with like I don't even want to deal with that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So that's okay. That this is real life moment. Last yeah, two, just two days the, ago. So you got you're hearing all all the types of things and yeah. That go so for on, the listeners to know, this takedown just happened. Like just happened. Like so for imposter syndrome, just being your own number one fan, and then for the takedowns, would you suggest for cannabis businesses like you said you have some backup counts, um, appealing when you can, and then. Have you set up like an email list? Like what are other things to protect them from basically an eventual take? Yeah, I know it's coming, unfortunately. And who knows? You'll you'll get um roadblocks like some in some type of way. Um I there's many different platforms and apps that I'm on that have restrictions for certain products, but Basically, first of all, backup. Yeah, just start the backup. It could be the same things you post on your regular page. Just po- It's annoying and most people don't do it, but it will help in times like this. And I'm so lucky, like maybe a few months ago, or I just started posting on my backup, like just 200 followers, like not anything crazy, but important people who 
We're like, oh, I'll go follow the backup. So now when this happened, they're already following the backup. They start to share it. Um, and the word is definitely getting out there. Like the reel I posted in my backup has like 20,000 views right now. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's crazy. But you know why I stood right here yesterday and I just talked. I just talked. No music, no quote bubbles. I just talked because I feel like, you know, a lot of people just want to just know the behind the scenes. So um, I'm my another suggestion would be like be vocal on these and show the behind the scenes and sh- share your frustrations without going too much. Like, you know, I wasn't like, hate, you know, hate this, hate that. Just expressing how this takedown really affected me and my company, I would say. But other apps, um, of course, the lingering Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook are kind of behind. I feel like, well, for me, TikTok and Instagram, but those are still up and running. Of course, more time more time could be dedicated to all those platforms. However, Pinterest denied my ad account. Facebook doesn't let me promote ads. So it's even harder to reach people on those platforms too. But also, yes, newsletter, 100% email list. I have been building my list. I try to send one out once a week and to my wholesale and retail. So even if I did a video, they go viral and they put their email in, at least I could still reach that customer somehow. So I 100% strongly recommend newsletters and they don't have to be anything crazy. Like I literally kind of sometimes just take the pictures I post on Instagram and put them in a nice format and talk about them a little bit and then just send it out from there. It keeps it current. What's going on on the page for the people who your your page isn't there anymore. They can kind of see it replicated. So yeah, so back up and oh, Clubhouse. I am on Clubhouse too. And I think I'm going to try and like start a room a little bit about, you know, businesses getting taken down. Now this is me on the second platform. I feel like now I have like a strong, you know, case about just what to do. You know what I mean? Like what to do after. So I just like am so grateful with the takedown that I do have like a B2B system and I am very wholesale business, which is great because I have those customers and I have a way to reach them. Although I did get a lot of new outreach through Instagram. So um, just use your, you know, use what works, the, the, the strong uh, skill sets that you've learned over time on how to get your business out there in the first place, just kind of re-replicate them and um, be friends with everyone because they'll share, they'll share your video. And that really, that really helps. So, yeah. So diversifying the platforms that you're on sounds like it helps a lot too. Yeah. Even if like nobody sees the Pinterest, you know, cause I need to put more work in it or as I'm working at it, somebody will see it. You know what I mean? Like just keep producing content, like, you know, and focus your content too. make it relatable and really niche to your brand, I would say, and you, yeah, utilize that. Even if Clubhouse is just something where you go on and talk, your voice is still getting heard, whether they can see your products or not. So definitely just kind of, you know, make the backup and keep going. Yeah. And I agree with you about making some sort of like takedown support group. <laughs> I don't know, because for new business people, that can be something that makes them turn around and say, I don't want to do this anymore. And that doesn't help this industry grow. And like my sister was like, this is just someone like seriously testing you right now. Um, you're like, you know, potential of moving forward or like what you're going to do now. So it's just, you can't say who it was or how it got taken down. There's so much unknown. Um, so you really just, again, have to work with what you got. Like right now, I'm just 
just going to keep preparing for these trade shows. Why? Because this is where I'm going to meet customers, right? Like I still have some a lot of things that I can work toward that I've been working on offline that you don't see. So I do recommend that people can get into wholesale businesses that it's always, um, it is a different, whole different type of selling and business, but you're more likely to have a store reorder than one person reorder, in my opinion. Having that back-end wholesale support, I know I'll be okay. You know, I know I'll be okay. Will Instagram come back? I, I'm sure and I hope. Um, and this is the light Lauren talking, not the... <laughs> um, but yeah, you just have to keep rolling with it. Literally rolling with it. Yeah. And too, I've seen a lot of like my favorite cannabis creators get taken down and then they come back and their followings grow right back to where it was. So they're wasting their time <laughs> taking down these accounts. They're so wasting their time. They probably just want to see a rise out of us. So I'm not trying to give it too much attention. And I'm like, you know, again, I made the video. I talked about it. People are sharing it. I'm super thankful. And I'm, you know, answering everybody in the comments and the messages. Um and just, you know, just going to keep on posting and just kind of put social media again in its place for you. So I'm um, thinking maybe to outsource it a little bit more just because when you're like so attached to it and close to it and then something like this happens, you're like, well, or if someone else is doing it, maybe you might feel like a little bit like, OK, you know, more about the back end stuff and just figuring it out instead of like, damn, you just put in all that hard work. You make all the reels. You know, you put the nails on when you put, have to put the nails on, if we're being honest. Yeah, so maybe, possibly, I'm thinking about that in the near future. But that's it. You just put it, like I said, it's on the shelf right now. It's chilling right there on the shelf. Unfortunately, it's by Father's Day, but that's okay. And after Father's Day, there is no major holiday. So I do have time to, like right now, I'm designing the adult cards and Christmas. I'm getting ready for holiday cards. So I do have... Other things I can focus on. So that's why I'm just going to put this energy into that, which will come help me because my busiest season is like come September and that's not too far away. So yeah, you still have things to focus on. Yeah, and a lot. Yeah. Social media platforms, unfortunately for cannabis business, come and go. But you just keep rolling. With it. And I'm tired of like, like kind of hopping around it, like on TikTok, um, using different words or emojis to like talk about it and like, you know, not a- being able to use certain hashtags. Like it comes to a point when you're just questioning, like, you know, it's just what else, what else can you do? And if that's you just going to trade shows and getting out there or going store to store, if you're a horse wholesale business, then try that, you know. Yeah, don't put all your eggs in the social media basket. For yeah, no, reason. not at all. I'm at the point where, I don't know, I just want to do more to stop this shit. Like, what? I can't take it anymore. And I don't even have a business that's been taken down. But seeing, like, businesses I care about that happen, mind you, like, yes, you have the one-hitters on your cards, but they're greeting cards. Yeah, I know, I know. I it's just ridiculous. figured, like, I thought about, like, the pipe paraphernalia, because it is, but... I mean, look at all the bongs. Look at all the people smoking all the weed on Instagram. Like, and then you look at my cute page that has gift bags and just like, you know, the lighter clips. Like, it's just like, to me, it just seems like at this point, like someone's just after me. (laughs) If we're honest, someone's just after me. Like maybe Instagram, like they had no, you know, they didn't really take me down. It was just somebody, um, 
again, just doesn't want to see me wet. I don't know. I I definitely want you to harass the Instagram email. Yeah. Oh, do you have just to try to get? I think it's just. I can look it up. Yeah, because <laughs> they um, do have support emails, even though they're impossible to reach or to get a response anyway. But yeah. just keep you have to Let like really be on it. Let me see if there's a support it. email because the only thing I can do when I log in is it like brings you to this. If you think this is a mistake, um, let us know. And then when I go to like fill out the form that says let us know, like the appeal, it says you have to type in your username and then your information. Like I have five documents and everything. And the app doesn't recognize my username because it's not there. So I can't go in an appeal because technically there's no account to appeal. So it's a little interesting. Um, that's a setup. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So that's why I feel like last time I was able to do something and email, I think. I have to go look through back through my contacts. And that was the way I got it back, and it took a week. Um, but now with this like being a this weird thing happening with the links, and it's happening more than just myself. The cannabis cutie just got taken down as well, and us at the same time. Um, so it's kind of nice because I have some support. Not nice, but like you know, going going through this with somebody else who has um, a much larger following and. Um, um, she said the same thing about the link. So hope, uh, hopefully she has some good news soon of what could happen. But again, it's just being vocal about it and letting people know. And so many people are saying, you know, try this, try that. So I definitely am trying everything. So hopefully um, an email pops up. I'm going to go back and look for that. Yeah. And I feel like, too, the community support of adding Instagram and being like, stop taking down these accounts i just feel like as a community we just need to be more vocal about it and more vocal than the businesses because also you like still don't want to keep drawing attention to yourself right there's a certain point you're like do i you know there's a going right do i like keep this going or and then i'm like i feel like not like right now it's so new so i'm like you know definitely gonna keep it going for a little while but then Go. Hopefully, it'll come back, and we'll be like, "I'm back, bitches," and then just keep going. But um, if not, just keep the backup going, and just hope that everyone's like, "Oh, I need a birthday present," or "Oh, let me go get a Christmas card." Like, hopefully, that's already just deeply ingrained into you know all the customers that I did have. So, yeah, and it definitely is. You have grown your platform for six years. There's people who know you. Yeah. So. Thanks. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be super excited about your I'm back post. I know, right? Oh, I already already know what it is. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm ready, ready with just this because, post. like, I'm gonna, and then hopefully maybe that's some good karma for it to come back. Yeah, and so even with the trials, what is next for Kush Cards? I know you've got your more collaborations, but what else can we expect from you? So the naughty cards that I brought up before, so they're the adult cards, um, a little bit more risque for me to do. I've always thought about doing them, but I do see a opportunity to fill a gap that that industry is looking for. So I'm super excited about those. Um, Again, just regular greeting cards, no attachment, just open card, fold, and just something different. Um, also for the holidays, I'm going to be doing an ornament, wrapping paper, and a gift box. So a little bit more of the add-on items. The card can be the full gift or the card can just be the card and you have all these other options for you to, um, 
choose from my shop stationery options options. So a lot of new holiday additions, I would say, definitely coming soon. Yes, exciting. Well, we're excited to see that from you. And I want to do our little speed round. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite Kush card design or product? So my favorite Kush card is the All I Wait Is You. And my favorite product is the Polka Pot gift bag. Um, so just my gift bags. Yeah, those are super cute. I love them. Who's your dream person to sesh with? Nicki Minaj. Oh, <laughs> that'd be such a good time. <laughs> such a good time. I was going to say like Seth Rogen or something. And I'm like, who do I really want to sesh with? That's my girl. She's getting yeah. me through all this for music. <laughs> yes. And then so Indica, Sativa, or Hybrid? Hybrid because you never want to be too lit or too down right in the middle. Yeah, I'm a hybrid girl too. Where do you find inspiration? So definitely starts from the joint, you know, smoke a little bit. Um, and I really just find my inspiration from everything around me, like where I am, who I'm with, who I'm talking to, what I'm looking at. Pinterest, obviously, when I lived in New York, it was easier for me to just be able to see all the inspiration just walking around New York City. Colorado is a little different out here, but really just what's in the stores, what do I love, what am I inspired by? already prints, words, colors, and I just kind of take it all and combine it together. Definitely starts with the weed, though. All about the weed. All about the weed. So you're your own boss. There's no one there to be over your shoulder and micromanage you. How do you keep yourself on track? So before, it was a lot of just having the normal things, right? Getting your retail orders out, your wholesale orders out, newsletter once a week, Post two times a day, repeat, like reaching out to maybe five new stores a day, repeat. Kind of just had this like system in my head. However, my, this planner right here, oh, like I've never been a planner person, even though I'm stationary. I've just like planners, like my handwriting is too big. So, but I found this hourly planner and it has like sections to do by the hour and a little line. So I, I can't write too much within an hour because how much can you do in an hour? So I have been using this for a while now and it's really helped me give myself time time limits. Like if I'm going to work on a social media reel or something, like you have 30 minutes or you have like an hour. Like I kind of just always look back on this and I love to cross things off. So it's really given me a structure within my day because each day does look a little bit different. Um, things come up, you're not expected. Um, so lately it has been my hourly planner. Awesome. I'm a planner person. <laughs> I love a planner. <laughs> it's funny. I never did. I was just like, oh, it's always like just the little box, you know, and it was so hard to fit everything in the little box. So then when I found the hourly, I'm like, this actually could work for me because there's so many, you know, it's just focused on the full day at a time. So and then I yeah. found the ones that's like the day that's the full sheet. And then it was too much space. I realized I didn't even know. So this one's perfect. Um, it took some time, but it really has helped me kind of streamline the day. Let's say. Yeah, I was just going to say you have to find the planner that works for you. Some people can do it on their phone, like Google calendars and stuff. I can't do it. I have to like physically write it. Oh, yeah. And look back at it. Such the stationary woman over here. I am like, write it down, pencil paper it, 
And then we'll like bring it into some type of computer and stuff like that. And we're always on our phone with our hands. Um, so I try to not be on my phone as much as I can. So if I'm taking notes, I'm like oh, totally doing the pencil, pencil and paper right now. Same. Yeah. Save your brain. Save your eyes the screen time. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I know we just experienced the takedown, but where else can the listeners find you? No, sure. So I still have my backup, which is still up. Um, it's uh, kush.cards on Instagram. My main page is just kushcards. So hopefully that will be back up soon. My TikTok backup is kush underscore cards. And you can still find us um, posting on there as well. And kushcards.com, all with the K for the cards. Um, sign up for our newsletter so you can be the first to know about new card releases deals and just kind of say what what's going on giveaways and things like that and that's about it yes and definitely sign up the, for the newsletter mm-hmm. and all your can of business newsletters so you're always in touch yes. no matter what no matter what yeah awesome well thank you so much <laughs> i am so happy to end this podcast with great news the evening after we recorded this episode instagram restored kush cards page so please go follow the account at kush cards that's k-u-s-h-k-a-r-d-s Unfortunately, takedowns happen. It has been a constant conversation and something you should be prepared for as a cannabis business owner. I've rounded up tips from this episode and other conversations I've had and created a takedown survival guide post on the WorkSesh Instagram for you to screenshot or save for a rainy day. So definitely check that out. I said to Lauren off air that I remember her saying on the To Be Blunt podcast that she was always thankful to the people that shared their space with her at her first trade show and how she was always willing to share a space at her table with someone else who is just starting out. This episode, to me, is her sharing that spot with me, and I'm so thankful to have had her on the show. If you can't get enough of Lauren, I highly recommend checking out her episode on the To Be Blunted podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the WorkSesh podcast. If this episode gave you good vibes, spread the love and subscribe. Subscribing means you can look forward to more inspiring episodes. The first After Work Sesh episode is coming up soon and you won't want to miss it. Follow us on Instagram at WorkSesh Podcast. Questions, comments, suggestions, or if you know someone who would love to have a podcast sesh with me, please email us at workseshpodcast at gmail.com. Stay high and keep grinding.